Hail the Void, listeners, and welcome to the first episode of the first chapter of our first story. I am your host and dungeon master for our core campaign, Jeremy Cooney. Welcome to our first episode, our uh, maiden voyage, if you will. Hail the Void is a roleplay podcast where we'll not only bring you on our journey of unmatched heroism and questionable morality, uh, but where we inspect the personal and social impact that roleplay has had on each of us. Through the course of this podcast, we'll be playing through several one-off, isolated story campaigns, um, exploring many different roleplay systems, but they'll all float independently around our central core campaign. In this story, you'll be following my wife, brother, mother, and two of my best friends um, as they run through a uh, world and, and story that I have created. This will be my first foray into the Dungeons and Dragons realm, and my first time, uh, obviously, dungeon mastering for it. I've I've got a little experience in uh, the Force and Destiny system uh, as a galaxy uh, master, and a few years of experience in the World of Darkness system as a as a player. We hope you enjoy uh, as you listen to us fumble our way through uh, learning this game, most of us uh, the first time playing Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. We definitely enjoy bringing it to you, and uh, without further ado, here's the first chapter of our D&D 5th Edition campaign entitled, If I Could Wish a Wish. which is going to be a D&D campaign. Uh, we have quite an array of uh, role-play experience here. Um, I'm going to go around the table here, and uh, I would like you each to uh, introduce your character. Um, just give, them a, give a little backstory. Don't give too much away, because I want you guys to have some good conversations in character. And uh, your name, and uh, what, also uh, how long you've been role-playing. So we'll start with my lovely wife. <laughs> uh, my name is Tumaini. <laughs> I am a druid tiefling, and I have been role-playing for, what, like two years now? Yep, mostly World of Darkness. Mostly World of Darkness. I've never done a D&D thing because there's too much math involved, but here I am. Here you are, baby. <laughs> and uh, next would be my lovely brother. I am quite lovely. Uh, my name is Declan. Uh, I will be playing Sakura Nagas, uh, who is a yon pure blood. And uh, I've been role-playing for maybe a cu couple years now, on and off, here and there. Also mostly World of Darkness. Yeah, mostly World of Darkness. A little bit of Star Wars. Yep. 
All right, and my lovely friend Jay. He is quite lovely. Oh yeah. <laughs> I will be playing a Kenku ro- uh, rogue today. His name is Rook. 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 Uh, I personally have a bit of experience between tabletop, uh, many off and on events, uh, mainly a little bit of Star Wars, a little bit of Shadowrun back in the day, 3.0, and uh, so I'm excited to be back with pen and paper in hand and ready to go. Uh, yeah, let's hope your character fares better than in Star Wars. Yes, please don't kill me. <laughs> Mike. No promises. <laughs> Next in line is my lovely mother. Yes, my name is Sita, and I am playing a character who's half-elf and a cleric named Jelanen. And how, how long have you been role-playing, mother? I have never role-played. Yay! <laughs> so I'm very excited to be part of this exciting adventure. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. And my lovely friend, Mike. Everyone's uh, lovely. <laughs> uh, I'm Mike. Uh, as you've noticed, everyone here has played World of Darkness. That is my fault. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I claim responsibility for that one. I have several, several years of experience in role play across pretty much all the standard game models that you guys would be familiar with. Um, I'm going to be playing Rodwick Ludwig, which is a barbarian from the far north. That is what I'll be doing. Yep. Ready to go, guys? Yeah. Huzzah. Huzzah. Ludwig is prepared. (laughs) Oh, God. Rook. Hi. Your vision is dark. Not because it's dark out, but because you've been traveling for the last few days with a bag over your head. Last thing you remember was standing up on a rickety wooden stage bound at your arms and bound at your beak, uh, looking over at a slave auction uh, where you were sold. Your muscles are weak. You've been sort of crouched in the back of a cart, um, traveling, and finally come to a stop. You hear some doors open, and four sets of hands uh, pull you out of the back of the cart and drag you. You come to a stop, and the bag is lifted from your head. Make a perception check for me. Oh, perception. So that's going to be your wisdom modifier. Roll a d20 and uh, add your wisdom modifier. Uh, it's going to be under perception in your second oh, box yeah, to the right. So you'll just uh, add that number. It's under proficiency bonuses down at the bottom. Under skills. So 18 plus 5. Okay. Uh, yeah, your eyes... Uh, adjust to the light fairly quickly. Um, you see that you are outside of a what looks to be a um, temporary uh, coliseum that has sprung up outside the city lines of some, some city. You're not really sure where you are. Um, you see standing before you is a large female giant that has silver skin and black tattoos The skin almost glows in the midday sun, and uh, you look to your left and your right, and you see that you are currently being held by uh, two thugs with two others standing behind you. You turn and look, and you see another prisoner standing behind you. Soccer, would you roll a d20 and add your perception? That is 19 plus 2. Okay, so 21. 
Taiwan. Uh, a sack is pulled off of your head, um, and you you hiss right at those guards. They actually jump back for a second, and then they they proceed to hold you. Um, you look down and you see that your hands are not only bound, but you've got iron um, cuffs over both of your hands, so you can't even move your fingers. Uh, you also are gagged, um, and. Uh, you look in front of you and you see there is a crow, uh, a Kenku, uh, who briefly glances back and sees you. You see behind you uh, a humanoid woman with uh, yellow slits in her eyes, uh, fangs, and uh, some signs of scales coming up from her neck, um, hissing through her gag. The female Goliath speaks, and she says, all right, so here's the deal. Where I come from, you work for what you earn. Now, I have purchased you out of a life of, shall we say, mundane slavery. Here in my Coliseum, you have a chance to win your freedom. You win 15 fights in a row, play by the rules, and you leave here with your freedom and your purse. Lose a battle, clock resets. Crowd doesn't like you enough, you get the old thumbs up. Any questions? She sort of smiles, seeing that both of your mouths are bound. <laughs> she looks at you, and she says, oh, I know better. And she turns, and she uh, nods to one of the guards uh, holding you, Rook, and uh, they remove the leather binding around your beak. Where am I? She smiles at you and she says, um, right now we're right outside Paradise. We travel around a lot. So you get to see different people, different sites. Well, as far as the bars in your, uh, in your cell will provide. I'm just fatigued from the trip. I'm not too chatty yet. <laughs> no fancy quips. No, <laughs> no fancy quips. What are you, what are you doing, Sakura? Oh, I'm, I'm stink-eyeing everything around me. Okay. Yeah. You're stink-eyeing? Stink-eyeing. <laughs> Both of the guards holding you are watching you very intently with very determined looks in their eyes. You can tell I'm very dissatisfied. <laughs> um, as you uh, as you sort of are looking around, you the stink eye. The Goliath woman in front of you nods to one of the guards, and he takes out a small uh, wooden club and clubs you in the stomach. Mm -hmm. uh, make a I'm gonna say a Constitution saving. So under saving throws, up towards the top, underneath proficiency bonuses, check constitution. So, straight so then just roll a d20, and you don't get any additions. Rub it on your natural d20. Tits? Yeah. <laughs> Seven. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> the not that it, it knocks the wind out of you. You, you actually go, oh, could would go down to your knees, except they're holding you at your elbows. And so you sort of buckle and are sort of just hanging in there in the weight of their arms. I laugh. 
Basically, hold on to in case I can use it to try to get free later. Okay, or... yeah, make a uh, perception check. Okay. Uh, I run right up to the uh, the gate and I just start banging my shackles on it, banging my my metal ball. Okay. Too. So it's um, a ten. A ten. Yeah. Okay. Um, you look around. Um, you do see some what look like uh, feeble little tiny sticks on the ground. You think you might be able to, by the grace of God. Uh, Take a lock with it, so you grab some of that. But you don't see anything um, metallic. It looks like they keep the prisoner area pretty well clean. Clean. Um, as you turn around, you see your um, snake compatriot banging on the walls. Oh, no, um, no, no, no. On the, oh so we're still bound. Yeah. Okay. And you turn, and um, you see that the area that you're in there are two main cells. Uh, one for uh, men and one for women. Um, so your snake compatriot is actually in the woman's cell and you're in the male cell. Um, as you look around, you see uh, many different races of people, different sizes and shapes. Um, the one that stands out to you the most is a rough-looking uh, man with... Oh, why don't you go ahead and describe yourself? Ludwig is... No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, a six-foot-tall, um, bronze-skinned, uh, long black hair with an unkept uh, black beard down his chest, uh, extremely muscular, and I would assume resting on his haunches in the corner with his back against the wall, kind of mad-dogging everyone that comes in. And you do see also that everybody is still chained. Everybody has some kind of a cuff on. Uh, the, this... Man also seems to have cuffs on, but the chain is broken between them. Yeah. Uh, Sakura, as you as you are um, banging and, and freaking out, um, freaking out. Read. That's me. You uh, you are awakened from a, a, a nap in the corner, away from the rest of the prisoners. Yeah, because they're uh, like me. By a loud clanging on the uh, on the uh, bars at the front of the cell. You see a. Why don't you uh, uh, describe yourself as well? Uh, uh, yeah. So I look pretty much human, but instead of skin, I have really faint scales, and I'm kind of a grayish beige color, and I'm about six and a half feet tall. Uh, but I'm only about 130 pounds. So you're super Very slender. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm super slender. <laughs> Okay, um... pissed right now. Well, since I have been here for a little while, and I kind of know what's uh, going on, what to expect, I will walk up to new friend. 
and be like, hello, new friend. Uh, I whip around and hiss at you as well and shake my shackles in your face like, get these things off me. Uh, but uh, still gag. Will you describe your character to, uh, to that one? To my new friend. I am about 5'7". Uh, I have silver eyes and lilac skin and purple hair. Oh, I have, I have black, uh, charcoal <laughs> reflective eyes. Nice. Um, I also have scaly skin, so we scale oh. homies. Um, you see that she's got a uh, what looks to be like a crude uh, iron plate sort of strapped over her chest or over her back with leather straps that come to a a, a circular uh, ring in the front of her. Yeah, I have wings as well and fangs. She underneath the they they. Oh, you probably tan- can't see them. That was they've tan- 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 the, Yeah, they've held my wings down. Um, I don't really. Think there's anything I could do to help get your cuffs off? You are also in cuffs. Yeah, so um I will I will look at new friend and be like, listen, it sucks. We all have to go through it. Okay? Just fight good and you'll be fine. Lugwood stands up as they're making a ruckus and wanders over and sticks his hands through the the bars to the female side and stands there. Real quick, uh, what what is your language proficiency? Oh, dru- druidic, druidic, because I'm a druid. Druidic. Yeah, druidic. So I mean, like, do we all speak the same? Everybody language? speaks common. common. Everyone so, has the common language. Okay. Uh, question: Can I be spawned with her since she's a snake? She's a human, right? <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Oh, God. Wow. Racism already starting, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm still gagged as well, correct? So uh, I just kind of like, I recoil back a little bit when I see your scaly skin and when you say what you say and I still shake the cuffs at you and I like... Can I tell that she's gagged? Yeah. It's not just like a gag. It's almost like a metal uh, sheet that goes all the way around to the back of her head and then is has actual lock on it. Um, Do you know that there's at least a couple other people in this... Uh, arena that have the same thing, and, and you can tell that they're, they're spellcasters. Ludwig shall break your bonds. Oh, uh, uh, I think the Ludwig can say good luck. I creep, I creep, uh, very cautiously toward Ludwig and put my hands out first. Yeah, okay. can't hurt the 8x10 moneymaker. <laughs> Ludwig snatches out, grabs hold of the chains, and snatches back towards the Make cell. A strike check. Uh, that is going to be a 16. A 16? All right. Um, you see as, as Ludwig pulls them, and you can actually see it's almost like taffy pulling apart. You see the uh, metal strains and, and stretches, and then it sort of tears. Um, it gets through one of the links, and he just sort of drops his hand, and you can undo the links. You still have, they're still attached over your hands, but uh, you... They're now not tied Independent. Yeah. Uh, do I not have any of my... Um... Stuff with you? You Probably. look down and you are dressed in rags. As Ludwig pulls back his hand from the cage, he's going to let his elbow cock all the way back and smack into somebody behind him to see if okay. he can start a fight. Make a constitution check for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it that you guys' characters always hate each other? I, I mean, <laughs> he's just a random for my character. Um... Do I have to have uh, be able to talk, speak for a cantrip? Yes. As it says, it has a vocal requirement. 
Okay, so I don't have a proficiency bonus for constitution, but my constitution is 11. It's my base stat. For, is it for your saving throw? Yeah. And then under saving throws, it's below proficiency. Constitution. Yeah, yeah I have I had zero. And okay. what'd you roll? And I rolled a, I rolled a nine. Okay, um, so yeah, you get caught in the uh, in the stomach by a very kind of a large muscular elbow, and it sends you reeling. You don't fall over or anything, but it does hit you pretty hard. <laughs> Wait, are you a bird person? Yes, I'm a crow. Oh, that's cool. That's why my name is Rook. Okay, I just thought you liked chess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? I love it. Um, so, Rook, how do you respond to this? Watch uh, what you're doing with your giant meat hooks. <laughs> Ludwig does not apologize for you standing too closely. Of course not, you giant himself. So, actually, actually, uh, Tamani, you have been in here for a while. Actually, um, uh, can I have you roll a d6 for me, Ludwig? Four. All right, so you've, uh, you've both been here a while. You've won four <laughs> matches so far in a row. You've won five matches in a row. And so you are, have been here long enough to know that anybody that even so much as hints at an insult towards Ludwig just sets him off. So you hear that exchange and your eyes go wide. You're 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 expecting something that. Can we all just be friends, guys? We're Lud- here Ludwig throws haymaker <laughs> and uses rage. <laughs> okay. Uh, go ahead and uh, go ahead and do us uh, unarmed. Mm-hmm. How large? How long are we into this? And we're already fighting each other. Right. <laughs> uh, that is going to be a an eleven. What's your AC? Hmm? What's your AC? Armor class. Usually set to about 61. Armor class um, is 14. Okay. okay. So he's... Backs up. Yeah, he swings at you and you just sort of... Your your quick bird-like reflexes sort of just back up in the cell and he swings right past your face. What are you doing, fool? <laughs> <laughs> if you're not going to do anything, I'm going to swing again. Oh wow, I'm rolling terrible. <laughs> you rolled two twenties before for me, you're just rolling it. Uh yeah, a twelve for my second haymaker. Yeah, he he, he swings at you again and misses. <laughs> you're uh, just sort of like kung fuing around him. <laughs> can I try to throw up my arms to maybe catch his glass of maybe in hopes to break my bonds? Can I kind of use make his make a dexterity his, check for me? Uh, we'll make it an, uh, an acrobatics check. Uh, and I do a d20, right? Yep. And add your 16. acrobatics. 16. Acrobatics is 5. 16. All right, 21. 21. Um, yeah. Make a strength check for me. Look like, at that happens. Jesus Christ. Uh, that's 16. All right, yeah. You're, you break your bond as he does that. As, as that happens, you both are sort of at each other's throats. Um, you see uh, the door swing open and four of those guards walk in and they just sort of stand there with their arms crossed over and they're like, Ludwig, again. <laughs> again and always, I rush the guards. <laughs> 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 I'm just like, fucking rage. 
Make a, make a, I'm gonna have to make a, a wisdom check for me. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, is this insight? Yeah. Okay, then it would be a 17. Okay, uh, you definitely know that there's an iron wall between the two of you. Your bar, an iron bar is between you and the guards. They're, they're in the comedy. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I still say again and always, and I rush over towards the door and slam my fist into the door. Okay. And they're just sort of watching you, just like, uh, Chimani? Um, I was gonna, I wanted to just create a flower for him, so he would just calm the fuck okay. down. <laughs> uh, do I have to roll for that? Uh, you roll your spell casting. So. I want to do a quick perception check to see if he did any kind of damage to the lock or the door mechanism, anything to the hinges, any weak spot that I might be able to exploit later. Exploit later. You don't see, you see that the door is pretty, uh, it's pretty well made, as well as the lock. It looks like because you're the livelihood for these people, that's kind of where they put their money is to keeping you guys uh, secure. Damn this dwarvish design. You do see <laughs> some of the, um, the sets of iron bars sort of pushing in the dirt, so it looks like they're they're not buried too far. So okay. with the right amount of leverage at the right time, maybe something can happen. So yeah, I got thirteen for thirteen. Yeah. Um. Okay. And what's your spell? What's your spell say? Um. I basically I can just create a flower blossom or anything kind of similar effect. Okay. Um, you, find, the hell down. you find a little piece of, uh, of plant life coming into the dirt around you, mm -hmm. and you reach down, you press your hand to the ground, and it uh, sprouts up and blooms. It's a very, it's a pretty tiny little like daisy flower, but it's, but it does sprout, sprout up for you. Um, I hand it to Ludwig, okay. and ask him to calm down. We still have a long ways to go. Ludwig just sticks his hand through, and lets the flower rest in it, and looks at it for a moment. Smells it. And then sticks it in his loincloth. <laughs> and then goes and sits back down in his corner. How deep in his loincloth? All the way in. Okay. It's deep. <laughs> well, that flower's gone. Folded it. Definitely doesn't smell good anymore. Hail the Void listeners, Jeremy here at the end of part one of our first chapter. Uh, we have uploaded all of our first chapter uh, to begin our series here and um, look forward to new episodes coming out uh, weekly. Uh, we're trying to keep the episodes to about 30 minutes. We have time to edit them and get them out for you. Uh, we enjoy having a little bit of background music and a little bit of folly to help uh, secure the mood, as it were. If you enjoy the show and would like to hear longer episodes with clearer audio, uh, you can go to our Patreon page and support us it's patreon.com slash hail the void first priority with any backer support that we get is to upgrade our sound equipment get everybody mic'd individually so that we can get a full sounding podcast for you here every backer gets us one step closer to creating that ultimate podcast listening experience which only benefits you also, if you just want to say hi to us or see when we're posting new episodes, you can find us on the Twitterverse at Hail the Void Pod and Facebook at Hail the Void. If you have suggestions for like magical items that the group might encounter, uh, or if there's a roleplay system you would like to see showcased, heck, even if you just want to point out that we don't really know the rules or uh, have questions about the fluidity of OIS's gender, uh, you can send us an email at hailthevoidpod at gmail.com. Stay tuned for part two of If I Could Wish a Wish, chapter one, and of course, 
again and always. Hail the Void. <laughs>